0: There's been a recent flurry of moves across the NFL, and while none of those moves directly involve the Miami Dolphins, some of them do impact the Miami Dolphins and what their strategy may be in the days and weeks ahead. At today here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins.
1: You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to the everydayers who do make us a part of your day on a daily basis because it is your team every day. We don't just say we live it here on the Locked On Network. Network today on the show, going to be exploring uh, the, the old saying, the old adage that deadlines spur action, right? And rookies have reported to camp. The Jets have the entire team in camp uh, with their objective being viral moments with barbed wire baseball bats walking into practice on the first day and making life as difficult for hard knocks as they possibly can. The Dolphins have rookies arriving in camp as of two days ago, and they have veterans reporting on Tuesday of next week. They will be on the practice field, uh, what, by this time next week is their first practice, approximately? So, like, training camp's here, guys. And the adage that deadlines spur action, you go to players having to report for camp. Well, the Jets had everybody report early this week. Not a coincidence the Quinn Williams deal gets done. Well, you had the franchise tag maneuverability for uh, the running backs and, and long-term extensions needing to be signed with a deadline, and none of those got done on Monday. So now the running backs have uh, taken to the world to, to voice their frustrations, and rightfully so. Uh, but now you see the New England Patriots have Leonard Fournette in for a visit, despite being the odds-on favorites, depending on where you look for, signing Dalvin Cook. Um Rubber meets the road here as we get ready to arrive to camp, and we've seen some uh, moving and shaking already as it pertains to teams. And, of course, the Dolphins kind of have their own processes to go through over the course of the next week or so. We're going to explore some of those. And the first maneuver is one that happened overnight last night, and it was reported yesterday that the Jets would be cutting fourth-year wide receiver Denzel Mims unless they were able to find a trade partner to take on uh, his contract. So Denzel Mims was a second round pick 59th overall in the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, He's entering into his fourth year. He was out of university of Baylor. He was a all-star circuit standout for all-star practices and NFL combine performance and height, weight, speed guy gets himself drafted in the second round by the jets jets. Obviously have, Uh, Garrett Wilson, they signed Alan Lazard. They have Corey Davis as another expensive wide receiver still on the roster. They've already traded Elijah Moore. So they kind of have remodeled this wide receiver. And of course, they brought in what's left of Randall Cobb at this stage in his career because Aaron Rodgers is there. So Mims was kind of on the chopping block. And after announcing, yeah, we're going to cut you unless we find a trade partner. Uh, It was announced last night that the Detroit Lions jumped in. and have agreed to terms to trade for wide receiver Denzel Mims. And this is important for Detroit because uh, they were a team that uh, had lost Jameson Williams, their first round pick from 2022 uh, for the first six games, I believe of the 2023 regular season due to a violation of the sports betting policies. And they need wide receivers. Like they they do desperately need wide receivers. They go out, they trade for Denzel Mims. The terms of that deal, The Lions have traded, and this is according to uh, DetroitNews.com. The Lions have traded a conditional 6th rounder to the Jets. Conditional 6th rounder to the Jets. Conditional 6th rounder to the Jets. For Denzel Mims and a 7th rounder in 2025. So Mims and a future 7 for a conditional 6. It's not great ROI. But it is a wide receiver trade. And of course with us as the Dolphins looking at your wide receiver room and asking yourselves the question of is Cedric Wilson going to be here? Are we going to keep that salary on the books? Can we move that salary and free up a little bit more cap space to do whatever we want to do with, be that Dalvin cook or be that getting a contract extension done, whether that be Connor Williams or Christian Wilkins or somebody else, or signing a backup nose that like all of these questions and, and you have this big contract who's, not a top two wide receiver on your roster. Obviously, that's what happens when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and it's hard to blame anybody for trading for Tyreek Hill when he became available, even though you would signed Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson doesn't stop me from doing anything. This is the difference. Denzel Mims' contract is in the fourth year of his rookie deal and was due $1.35 million in cash this year. So that's what Detroit took on, $1.35 million versus Uh, Cedric Wilson is five times that amount. So that's the uh, cost of the contract. And, and, you know, I think that's why we're probably past the point of no return as it pertains to Cedric Wilson, unless you'd be willing to eat some of the 7 million. And the question becomes, okay, with how much money would you have to eat for a team to be receptive, to give you a deal where that's kind of your, expectation for ROI now is a conditional 6th for player plus future 7 and i do i think Cedric Wilson's a better NFL wide receiver than Denzel Mims yes but it's the intersection of upside versus cost and i think that's where Denzel Mims there's a motivation factor to get that kind of trade done if you're Detroit especially because it's a bridge until you hopefully get Jamison Williams back. So you see the Denzel Mims trade happens. It's like, oh, wide receiver trade. Miami, could we get in on that? And uh, I think the financials there are the big divide as for why that didn't happen. And Miami could still get this done, but the feasibility of it happening is going to come back to how much money would we have to eat for a team to want to give us this exact kind of deal? Because I think that's the ceiling of moving Cedric Wilson. And then to ask yourselves, okay, is a fraction of what we would be paying anyway as the savings for that kind of return more valuable to us than the wide receiver depth of having Cedric Wilson continuing to be a part of the team? And if the answer is no, then you're probably not going to get a deal done. And you're going to have to find those cap savings somewhere else. Now, the good news is I could look at three other spots on the roster and I could could save you $5 million right now. If you needed it. Do you need it? Technically not. Would it be nice to have some of it cleaned up before you go into the season so you can get a contract deal done, so you can sign a player or two, uh, and then still have carryover cap that's going to help you make the big dent in in what you're you're going to need from a cap space perspective for 2024? Yeah, it'd be great to have. I don't know that they're necessarily motivated to do that right now. And you have until no cut downs to 53 man rosters to make all those decisions. Uh, We also have the Quinn and Williams extension, which is where we're going to go next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Before we go any further, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy football picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire for that key pickup, every week we're going to be providing you with the guaranteed fits for your individual roster to help you build a winner. Draft prep is underway, right? My hometown draft is like a week from tomorrow. So I am knee deep in the draft preparation. That's why I'm glad eBay Motors and Vinny have come in in the clutch uh, to help us with this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Let's say you have the 12th pick, the dreaded 12th pick, right? You got the turn. What do you do? How do you make the most of that opportunity? Well, you could double dip on running backs, all this fade running backs discussion. What about Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb with those two picks? If you're looking to make a smooth turn, in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick of the first round and the first pick of the second round, you'll be guaranteed to be winning one-two punch of workhorse running backs with Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. While Taylor's a perfect rebound candidate after getting hurt last season and and kind of falling by the wayside, out of sight, out of mind, Nick Chubb is also set to dominate with a more combined workload in Cleveland thanks to the departure of Kareem Hunt. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC. And say goodbye to sweating if your ride is going to need a little fixing up or tender loving care because now you'll always know you are set for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. So the Quinton Williams deal came down. And I had some Dolphins fans who had reached out, be that the Dolphins subtext community, 305-419-3924. That's 305-419-3924. Text Finn, sign up. Get the first two weeks free. See if you like it. If not, no worries. If you do like it, it's a couple bucks a month. You can text directly with me. And asked, yo, Quinton came in four year, $96 million contract extension. That's the second-highest average paid according to SpotTrack, the second-highest-paid defensive tackle in NFL history at $24 million per season. What in the world does this do for the Dolphins' outlook of signing Christian Wilkins to a contract extension? It's a great question. Uh, My knee-jerk reaction, however, is that it does nothing for Christian Wilkins' outlook on a contract extension, at least right now. Because Christian Wilkins... Has not played an extra down since he did in January when the Dolphins season came to a close. And with Christian Wilkins not playing any additional downs, there is no change in his forecast. And if you asked people to stack the caliber of defensive tackles across the league, the name Quentin Williams would have come across everybody's lists before Christian Wilkins. Now, obviously, the worry that you have is if the Dolphins are going to slow play this. And they want to have more information and they want to see him in the the Vic Fangio scheme before they give him the contract extension that you're talking probably floor of $19 million. And that's been the per season. And that has been the floor that I have really been committed to uh, since the start of the offseason. Well, from my perspective, the Dolphins probably angling for 17 Wilkins camp angling for 20 and then Javon Hargrave gets 21 and Dexter Lawrence gets big money. These guys obviously all had more sacks, but it's like a handful of plays and it was a different scheme. So I'd imagine the Wilkins camp shooting for 20, 21. And if the Dolphins were hoping for 17, the middle ground felt like 19. It's like, okay, like if, if you can really get this to come together, then then 19, if it gets done, I would guess it's, it's just under $20 million per season would be the Wilkins deal. So Quinny Williams getting what he got to help reset the market above, or I should say below Aaron Donald, but above everybody else. Well, Quinn put up big-time sack numbers last year in a rotational role. The Jets rotate their defense all the time. Uh, but what I did want to do, because my reaction to the Quinn and Williams news is, okay, like that, that box is checked. If you get a deal done before the season, it's not going to change your, your dollar amount. There's no more information to be had. Right, like Everybody got deals. Jeffrey Simmons got a deal. Quinton Williams got a deal. Dexter Lawrence got a deal. Uh, The market's been reset, sufficiently reset, and Christian Wilkins is not at the top of that market. But if Christian goes out and plays this year and plays well and has the sack production that we think that he's physically capable of, that for me is when the Quinton Williams contract starts to come into play because that is where it could turn around and bite you in the rear end that he now has proven that he can be the same kind of impact player as those guys and raise the floor. So here are the salaries, and I think this is the important thing that I wanted to do. I'm going to give you the average salaries of the top contracts of the defensive tackle market, including where I think Christian Wilkins would slot right now and where he could slot with the salary cap growing for another year and him playing and having success uh, after the season. So my answer right now to Quentin Williams' impact is zero. But after the season, if he plays well, you will find out. Aaron Donald, $31.67 million per season. Yeah, just a freakish number, right? $31.67 million. Quinton Williams is number two on the market at 24 per season on average on the new years of the deal. He, of course, still has the fifth-year option that he's playing on this year. It was an extension, so he put four years, 96, on the back end of the fifth-year option. Jeffrey Simmons, 23 and a half. Deron Payne, 22 and a half. Dexter Lawrence, 21.88. Javon Hargrave, 21. DeForest Buckner, 21. Chris Jones, 20. That Chris Jones, Jones contract is going to be adjusted, too. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets 24 to 25. Jonathan Allen, 18. So there's the void that where we think Christian Wilkins and the Dolphins could come to middle terms on right now would tuck him. Chris Jones is at 20, John Allen's at 18. There's a $2 million gap with nobody in it right now. If I had to guess where this dollar amount's going to come in, it would put you at ninth on the NFL's highest paid defensive tackles list. And when Chris Jones gets his deal, you'd still be ninth. And you have Vita Vea, 17 and three quarters, Kenny Clark, 17 and a half. And again, Kenny Clark is a, a great name to invoke here as far as Christian Wilkins and parallels and players. That Clark year was done a few years ago. So with the growth, yeah, you're you're talking nineteen, twenty million dollars. If Wilkins performs well and puts the kind of sack production that we think he's capable of after these Quinn and Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, Dexter Lawrence contracts. I think you could get into the... I mean, those three new deals of players from the same class is 24, and 22.88. I think you could end up getting into the 22, 22.5 range. Potentially even 23 and, and slot him above De'Ron Payne. So... That's, that's the risk that you're taking. And I think that's what the Quinn and Williams contract coming in above Jeffrey Simmons has has kind of reaffirmed in that if you prove to be a pass passing down productive player, you're going to continue to trickle upward. And, and the, while Christian hasn't shown that because they haven't played any game since the, the season ended, if he does go out and show that, that's the risk that you are rolling with because I think that's where the Quinn and Williams contract would then work against you. Now, but maybe that might be worth it for the team to say, we want to see you do it. We want you to play on the fifth year option. We have flexibility with our other big, big money contracts after this year. And we're not sure we're going to be able to keep you, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, and Zach Sealer anyway. So let the season play out and we'll make big time decisions for those players after we have another year of information and just know, hey, I'd rather lose two and a half million dollars per season more against the cap, but have the peace of mind that the player that we've brought in is the proper fit for what we're looking for. And if that, if that's the path that they want to take, okay. But us as fans don't have sticker shock when a deal would hypothetically come through. And that's, that's where it falls. Now the other thing that the team could do, um, is they could tag Christian Wilkins next year. He could try to play on the tag, or you could potentially tag and trade Christian Wilkins next year. I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose any of these guys. Um, But that's kind of the the, the flexibility that you do have um, as the team tries to navigate their peak years of this iteration of the roster. And that's a natural part of every team building process, right? Like you're going to have a peak, And they're going to have a transition. It's like Kansas City trading Tyreek Hill, right? They still managed to win the Super Bowl because they have Patrick Mahomes. And then they have assets that kind of come in behind it because they've restocked the well from an assets perspective. They reset and they get that monster contract off the books. And once that clears, okay, now all of a sudden we have monstrous flexibility. And Kansas City, Like they're a great example of that because their salary cap situation in 2024 after this season after already having rejuvenated the draft picks with what they did with Tyreek Hill. Wait and see. Go Google Kansas City's uh, salary cap information. And then we have the running back logjam, which we kind of touched on yesterday, but I want to come back to here as we bring today's episode of Locked On Dolphins to a close.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: So yesterday it was, well, Dolphins have an open roster spot. Dalvin cook still lingering out here. Yada, yada. Today is a little bit more kind of reflecting on, I've seen some Dolphins fans ask the question, Hey, should the Dolphins be interested in trading for um, Josh Jacobs? Should the, they go that route? If they end up missing out on Dalvin cook, should we just come up on the dollar amount for Dalvin cook? And, and, I think the fact that you have this log jam, right? You have Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley all playing on the franchise tag. None of them could get a new deal done. The Patriots are odds favorites for Dalvin Cook, and I think that's really just taking sucker money. I really don't think that they're going to go that way. C- case in point, they brought in Leonard Fournette for a workout yesterday which is very much more of the same kind of player of what they have in Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, So if you want that depth, okay. And and Leonard's probably going to be significantly cheaper. Ezekiel Elliott's still without a contract right now. Uh, Kareem Hunt's still without a contract right there. There are a lot of bodies that are either stuck in these uh, franchise tag years or that do not have a contract at all. So I saw it reported that Dalvin is hoping to make $8 million per season. I don't think he's getting it guys. And I, and I think Miami having the sales tax or the, the state income tax situation that they do um, on top of being the hometown team is like, you're, you're not going to raise your your offer just to be done with it. Right. At some point the player's got to make a decision on what's best for him and where he wants to play. And if he doesn't have that conviction, like, okay, like you're just going to keep going. You did draft Devon chain in the third round with the expectation that he's going to be a contributor. So um, I, I think the running back log jam for me is you're standing offer for Dalvin cook or nothing. Like I'm, I would not be interested in trading for Josh Jacobs as good as he is. We're already talking about your salary cap situation and how uh, stressed you're going to be to retain talent for 2024. And, and you're going to bring in a running back on a franchise tag. No, not for me anyway and if the team does it like i'll tip my cap but i think that's next to zero likelihood of happening um but i think that's also something with players that aren't happy with their situations like i've seen zach martin's potentially holding out for the dallas cowboys and yes i would love to acquire zach martin but zach martin wants like contract reset offensive guard money as an older player and quite frankly like the cowboys are also expecting to compete for a super bowl this year. they're not gonna trade zach martin Right? What, what would the motivation for Dallas be to trade Zach Martin? So will we have you under contract? We think we're going to compete for a Super Bowl. It would be really unfortunate if you missed that. And we don't have to do anything with you. Right, So Martin might hold out, might make himself, make his situation of being displeased known, like Connor Williams did as a, another former cowboy who, who did the same thing to the Dolphins in, volu- or in, in mandatory minicamp. And we'll see what happens at the start of camp. I would expect Connor will be there. But um, I just think those kinds of splash moves for big money players that are under contract feels like a big long shot for Miami. Now, if you had a player who was on the last year of a rookie deal, bringing it full circle back to Denzel Mims. Uh, not to say Denzel Mims would have been anything that Dolphins would have been interested in, but if you have players at other positions who it's like, yeah, we're probably not going to retain you next year. Um, You are like, there is a cheap labor situation as a player on a rookie contract. Like those would be the kind of things that I think would make sense to knock on the door. But right now, if it's not that it's probably looking at the waiver wire, looking at unrestricted free agents, and then trying to offload some of your own depth and save some money would be what I would expect. So that's kind of where we're at with uh, the recent moves across the league. As the saying goes, deadline spurs action. We've seen some action this week on contracts. I suspect we will not be done. Would not be surprised as soon as I hit publish on this show, if we don't get some more. So stay tuned. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate the everydayers and all of you who are checking out the show. Hope you keep it locked in because it is your team every day. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'll be back again tomorrow. Peace.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.